Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 10, New Best Friends, the post-episode recap. And I am here alone tonight, Phil the Issues Guy here tonight, to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead. And I don't know, maybe some people out there that are watching the show, I, it might be time to have an intervention with me. Because I'm not completely feeling it, but this episode was definitely better than the first one. There was a lot of stuff in this episode I liked. We'll get into that. But for the most part, I don't know. I'll get into my problems too as we go. But if you want to join in the discussion, jump into the live motherfucking chat right now. Because I am not alone. I have with me the live motherfucking chat. Lots of great people in the side of my eye. We got Alicia, we got Timo, Zen, Chalkboy, T-Dub, Genetic, Generic. Lots of fucking great people in the live motherfucking chat right now to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead. Like I said, there's a lot of good here, or there was a few really good moments in this episode. But just overall, just for initial thoughts, my overall feeling, though, is just... And this is where maybe I have to have an intervention. I don't care because I feel like it's all just fucking bullshit. It's all just spinning our wheels till we get to the point where we actually get the fight. I know we have to go through these steps to get to the point where everyone joins together to battle against Negan, but I just don't feel like there are really any real stakes there right now for me to care because I don't feel like anything's bad gonna happen to anyone we care about and this is just all gonna, I'm with Rick. Maybe Rick's positive energy is having a negative impact on me. I don't know. We'll unpack all of this in this episode, and people have well, plenty of time to tell me I'm a foolish son of a fuck. But, I, because I, I think, this is where I get weird with it. Because I think The Walking Dead is, the writing, I can, I'll get into what my problems with the writing and some of the dialogue and some of that shit. But I think for the most part, the way it looks, the acting is still really good visually. It's putting a lot of cool things together. The story is progressing. We're not, we're not stuck spinning our wheels in the sense that nothing's happening. We're leading to a point where we're gathering all people together. But we all already know where the fucking guns are coming from. The guns are coming from Tara's group. If it wasn't already super fucking obvious that's where the guns are coming from. It just feels like I'm pissing into the wind a little bit and I just don't care enough about the shit that's going on. That being said, to talk about the good... There were some individual moments in this episode, certain scenes that I really fucking loved. My favorite scene of the whole entire episode was Rosita and Tara. Tara basically speaking for the for most people watching Rosita in that moment. And the argument and the interaction they had, I found very true, very... It was probably my favorite Tara moment in the entire series. Just her attacking Rosita... The actress that's playing her is really annoying me with a couple of her asshole-y kind of personality traits right now. But I think that's maybe a credit to the actress, the way she's playing her right now. So I have to give both those people credit. Uh, Rosita, the actress is making me hate you. You're making me hate you. And so much when we watch stuff, we go, I fucking hate that person on the screen right now. There's a difference between hating the actor and the person playing the part, where you can see them in there, and then... Doing things within your character choices to make you fucking want to slap that person across the face. And Tara, and Tara speaking for us verbally bitch slapped fucking Rosita. And I appreciated that. At, from that point, the Daryl and Carol reunion was emotional, especially the first scene. The second scene bothered me a little bit just because I feel, again, like Carol's eventually going to know. She's eventually going to go all Rambo fucking Charles Bronson motherfucker and kill all these savior fuckers at the last minute in the war. She's going to turn the tide. She's going to be like Gandalf riding in at dawn and fucking fucking up some saviors when the war actually happens. But we have to nerf her 
And we put this whole entire storyline in place on the entire Walking Dead about Carol and her emotions. And yeah, I know humanity, la da 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 da. We have to have real human emotions attached. But fuck that. Fuck real human emotions. This is The Walking Dead. I want to see Rambo Carol killing some motherfuckers, killing some walkers, killing some bad people. And I feel like, again, Daryl not telling her is just, oh, well, we can't have Carol come in because Carol's going to go and kill all of them. So, uh, cause she's not gonna be stupid like Rosita and only make one bullet and miss. Carol's gonna actually kill all these fuckers like a Metallica song. She's gonna be like, give me these drumsticks and be like, I wanna kill them all! <laughs> Fuck. And they had the breakfast cobbler, they had the squat cobbler. Oh, we got the walking David in the motherfucking house. Let me jump in the live motherfucking chat. J we got JC in the live chat. I rolled my eyes this whole episode, says Lab Lab. We got Big E in there. Uh, Jerry is pretty dope though. Lab Lab totally agree. Unacceptable. Thank you, Biggie. Keep pushing it. You guys in the live chat, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone that's with us tonight live to talk about this episode. I'm very excited. Gotta love the breakfast cobbler. I love it. Uh, here from Red Sox channel. Super love to Al Red Sox fan. One of the nicest guys in the world. And thank you to all the, all the time and effort he spends promoting me or anybody else that 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 uh, creates on YouTube. If you're creating something, Al's sharing it. He's, he's one of the great guys out there. And honestly, with how much Daryl paused Carol, uh, would have picked up on that. Yeah, he would have picked up on that he was instantly lying. He knows, she knows him well enough. And I think, she, I think that thing that we see at the end of the episode when they're, she has a moment of understanding, I think she's sort of, Definitely got a poker tell on it, but she wants to believe him. So sometimes when you want to be believe a lie, you kind of just adopt it. I kind of went right into it, but if anyone wants to get in the discussion, please leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509. You can also jump in the live fucking chat, live motherfucking chat. You can email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com, and that's another way to reach me. I don't have a phone line open right now, but if but definitely leave a voicemail and be, feel free to fill up the voicemails if you have anything to say about this particular episode, and we'll play them at the end. Hello, Claudio. Hello, Al Red Sox fan. Follow, oh, Follow Summer came here because of Al Red Sox Man too. And I and Throat, speaking of another person that's always out there sharing content and pushing people out there on Twitter and other places too. So huge thanks to all of us, all of us motherfucking creators out here that come out here and put stuff. We wouldn't be anywhere without you all, you know, you awesome people out there sharing and pushing the content. And I wouldn't be anywhere without all the help of the FOPs and everyone else that have helped share my content. So blah, 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 blah. Let me lick all of your kneecaps and your balls and your ovaries. Let me do a ma a full ovary ball wash kneecap lick. Mm-hmm. That tastes good, <laughs> but I do appreciate it. Unleash the dragon. Carol can take off all, take out all of Negan's army. That is very true. Absolutely true. Mm. Timo, I love you. You're, you're, the, you're fucking amazing, my friend. Oh, so pussy. Mmm, lick my ovaries. Spread them, Timo. Spread them. Let me get in there. Let me get in there. I, I owe you at least that. You bought and paid for uh for, for the ovary one. No, no, but seriously though. All 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 jokes aside, please spread your legs and let me lick your balls or ovaries. That that that's sorry. I don't uh I don't do a lot of random stuff. I oh awesome, awesome stuff going on in the live chat. Randy, you were fucking amazing too. Uh-oh, Walking David. I cannot wait to see that, my friend. Cannot wait to see that. 
so anyways okay so and i also i did like the carol and daryl reuniting it actually got it got me emotional adjacent it didn't quite get me emotional i didn't get deep i didn't feel anything and that's where i might need the fucking intervention get me an intervention i don't feel when i watch this show and i don't know what that is i don't know if it's the show's fault or if it's my fault from some of the emails i've gotten over the course of the week after joe and i show last week so at some point i think it might be my fault too no or I, I don't go into it wanting to dislike the walking dead right now i'm going into it hopeful every episode thinking this is gonna be the one that that gets me i want to come out here raving about it and i think like i said i think a lot of good stuff happened in this episode i just don't think it's just not very exciting right now to me. And it feels like all these things that we're doing in these first couple of episodes could have been wrapped up in sort of like a half an episode and just kind of leading into it. I'm looking forward to next week in Negan for some excitement. What the fuck is wrong with me? Fuck. I just, I, I don't know what it is right now. And because... I don't know. Something, something's just not working for me. I think part of it's the writing. Part of it is the, I keep saying it, but lack of stakes, lack of, I feel like after what they did at the beginning of this season, they're overcorrecting it too much and making, making it seem a little too light and a little too, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'll get through it. Maybe by talking about the whole episode, I'll eventually get to the point where I understand what the fuck I feel right now. But like, I'm coming out of this episode thinking it was a decent episode. I'm not going to say this was a shit. This wasn't shit on a stick. This wasn't, it just didn't grab me emotionally in the way that I think the, the intent was there to get me. Instead of focusing on Carol's reaction, Walking David says, we should have seen Daryl see her from a distance while she was talking to the king. Then here's a soft knock at the door, talk about guarantee feels. Thank you, David. That's an excellent point. That's just little subtle things like that. And I think it's subtly in the editing. It's not necessarily in the acting choices because I think the actors are giving balls out in the performances as much as they can do. But I think it's somewhere within the writing choices, within the editing. This episode, again, six minutes over time. I don't get why you can't just edit it tighter, edit some of the fluff out of it and just make it a little bit quicker point to point. I really like the Rick battling the spiky walker thing. That was pretty good. But a lot of that was a little blown out of proportion. We had some really bad green screen action going on in that scene too with Rick when he was staring over on top, on top of all old smoky of trash smelling ass. When he was on top of the trash smelling ass and you saw behind him, it, was, it just looked kind of cheesy. But... Uh, but I definitely, I did like his battle with the walker. That was some good action there. Um, I don't know how I feel about those, that group though. They're just like a walking, talking cliche for me right now. We are the trash people. We have a completely ide different ideology as everybody else. And we set up this boat as a litmus test to find the people that were going to save us in this situation. Yet we were going to capture you and kill you. So, I don't know. There's a lot of shit that doesn't make sense with the way that all came together. It's a little clunky. But but we'll get into the, the tra these trash people. <laughs> Fucking trash people. The garbage. I don't like the garbage bill group, says uh, Al Red Sox fan. Nah, it's watered down, says T-Baby. Maybe that's what it is, too. It just feels watered down. It just doesn't feel as... It just feels like they're saying, okay, okay, the action's coming. We're going to get there. But to me, the, the trajectory that they're going with this season, I said this last week with Joe, too. It seems like we're not actually going to get a battle, the war, a fight between all these groups and Negan's people until next season. They're going to lead us up right to the fucking end of this. And 
And next week's going to be a Negan episode. The week after that's going to be the episode where they have to go to uh, the Oceanside and gather all the guns and shit like that. Then they're going to go. Then there's going to be an episode in Hilltop. Then there's going to be an episode as everyone gathers together. The second episode will be planting in a place. And then that last episode will all be about Negan getting his people to the right spot and right to the point where they're all facing off and getting ready for the first attack. Or maybe we'll see one attack of Rick's group killing a group of Negan's people and then Negan reacting. But we'll net, we want, we're not going to really get into it. And this season, I, I feel like that's going to be some good stuff. I think there's going to be some interesting stuff in that when we actually get to that. But all of this just seems unnecessary and not, and not needed. I know someone's out there watching this right now that's saying, listen, you fucking hippie asshole. I don't give a shit what you're fucking saying. Eat a dick. Don't watch the show. Turn this shit off. I'm fucking invested. I've watched this show for so many years. I don't, it's not so much that it's shit like watching Richie Rich on Netflix. That show is shit. You want to watch the worst program ever put to screen? Watch five seconds. I, I challenge you. I'm not going to say any award because award, you shouldn't get an award. You should be punched in the face for doing it. But try to watch more than five minutes of Richie Rich and see if you can make it. That's shit. The Walking Dead has problems. And it has moments of greatness throughout its run. Always has issues, but always has moments of greatness. They're lacking those moments of greatness, those moments of credibility, those deep character moments that mean something, that aren't just hollow, empty staring contests or over, over abundance of dialogue explaining shit when they could fucking show us shit. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my God, who stole Phil's mus mustache? The Grinch. The Grinch stole my mustache. Out of all the good, Eli, I think Eli says it great. Out of all the good shows on television, The Walking Dead is the worst. That's the best way to put it. CGI Tiger was the worst. You mean when Daryl was petting that uh, that piece of green sludge? Or this, that that uh, hello, probably. You know what Daryl was probably touching? You know that that cat statue that Rick gave to Michonne at the end of the episode, that was probably repurposed with a green fucking cloak on top of it with Daryl was petting in that cage. That's how realistic it looked to me. And the synchronized smile. But honestly, by next week, it's going to be back. I just want to start all over, <laughs> start all over again. Uh, bring back the governor. I'm, JC's all about Into the Badlands season two. Rick's crazy and fucking flirting right in front of Michonne. Live motherfucking chat, uh, chat, hashtag, we miss porn stash. Yeah, porn stash will be back. <laughs> Governor versus Negan, I would love that, says Sam in the live chat. Vikings rolled on by The Walking Dead this season for sure. Hell yeah, JC, can't wait for Into the Badlands season two, says Scott. Lots of fun going on, as always, in the live motherfucking chat. Phil, don't you mean Riverdale with Archie and all that stuff? <laughs> I actually watched a few moments of Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, had I was waiting for something else, and I flipped it on, and morbid curiosity drove me to watch a second of it. And I saw Dylan McKay on my screen, and I was like, fuck. Uh, hey, hello, Kyoto. Great to see you in the live motherfucking chat. I wonder if it's a combination from AMC spending less money and just the Walking Dead counting on past achievements to carry them through. Hated this group and their leader since DJ. Yeah, and I think that's... I'm stealing this a little bit from someone else I heard say it. I can't remember who I heard talking about this, but it was a good point. They were saying that they wanted The Walking Dead. It might have been uh, jo uh, Josh on post-episode recaps. 
Josh Wiggler. Uh, he was saying that he wants The Walking Dead to do worse in the ratings so that they don't, so that they don't rest on their laurels as much and maybe start trying again because they know that it's the it's the number one rated show. So there's a little bit of automatic pilot shit going on and not a desire to make better television. But when less people start watching, maybe they'll try a little harder to try to bring more people in. So the fact that the ratings has bounced back up this half of these two episodes actually bums me out a little bit or I'm I'm paraphrasing I'm I'm attaching myself and going a step further with it because I do agree with that concept in the sense that I think The Walking Dead was so successful and so popular post season five and into season six and stuff that season seven has they're a victim a little bit of their own successes in the way that they now we have I think it's you can for me and maybe this is a personal thing because I know people like this show for me it all the impetus I'm not going to say the show, because it isn't about jumping any, it isn't about Fonzie doing anything, <laughs> waka, 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 over anything. What I'm talking about is the moment that I think the show lost something is when Fear the Walking Dead started. I think essentially when you, especially when that's every season you have it, it becomes less spe special. And and maybe even some of the great people that you had working, even though I don't like fear, maybe some of the writer staff got watered down because stuff got splintered out and they had to bring new people. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm completely talking out of my ass here. I have no word. I have no facts to back up my credibility, any credibility of the shit that I'm plucking out of my ass and throwing at a wall right here. But I feel like since the fe since fear, the walking dead has came around, the main show has suffered. And it dwindles down over and over again. And I don't know why that is, but it see I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but I feel like the Walking Dead franchise is spreading themselves from a television standpoint, is spreading themselves too thin with that program. And we're getting fucked in the process, the people that don't like fair. <laughs> they should switch and have Chappelle be naked again. I think so. I definitely agree with that. Hickory, once he starts saying TikTok, my cock. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I have to pull up that segment before the end of the show. I don't know. And it's, this isn't saying anything, I'm not using this as an opportunity to bash on fair, on fair, <laughs> on fear. I just mean from the standpoint of diluting the product a little bit. And I don't know. I'm talking out my ass. Who gives a fuck? Fuck me. Who do, what, what the fuck? What the shit fucking fuck do I know? Uh, so, once they do Walker Babies, I'm out. So, uh, get rid- yeah, I agree, Phil. Get rid of fear, 1998 says. Hello, 1998. Great to see you in there. They could have literally gotten a real tiger for cheaper and it would have looked better. That- okay. And I'm gonna say this right now, and this is gonna- I had to turn my volume down to plug my microphone back in. Uh, when Dr. Doolittle 2 has a better tiger effect than you do, this is a problem. For the amount of time that they've used Shiva in the show, they could easily have paid a little money, brought in one of those very well-trained tigers. Yes, to, to go back to uh, what we were saying, and, and actually have some real practical tiger stuff. Especially in the cage last night, yeah, Daryl would have to pet it, but they could do some magic with that and make and at least do some practical CG mix to mix a little bit. Whatever they're doing with the tiger isn't necessarily working too well. I understand that's a tough thing to bring, but Dr. Doolittle 2 did it. Why can't you do it? <laughs> and I know, I know it's not the same fucking thing. One's a big budget Hollywood movie like Dr. Doolittle 2 starring Raven Simone. Then this is 
only the number one television show on the number one television show on TV. The, the, the number one program on television. Fuck. I think Maggie would be the one to break the news to Carol. Carol's going to find out. A Muppet Tiger would be better than this shit, says Claudio. Then says, the live motherfucking chat. Now, I got to say that I've had a shit weekend for a lot of reasons I'm not going to get into. But I have to thank all of you guys for bringing me up a peg. It always makes me feel that much better being able to come out and being, speaking of ovaries and balls being washed. Or it, I, I have that feeling of a fucking, all you motherfuckers in the live chat right now, sharing the, sharing in the discussion, talking, just turning in there and reading your silliness makes me smile. So thank you to all you guys for helping me out on a fucking, fucking motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, so now I think so. But the biggest issues I have is not even what's happening, not it being produced and acted out it just seems predictable i don't feel stakes i just worry that everyone's gonna be okay let's just get this battle started what the fuck let's just fucking do it fuck what about nipples we need nipples chalk boy oh <laughs> i wish i could get as much support oh it's lots of lots of love to bp4 gaming in the live chat right now uh get everyone whoa a live motherfucking hug so, uh, Phil, this is the chat. It's always the motherfucking bomb. It really is. Like I said, it always makes my days better being in the live motherfucking chat. So, okay. So let's get into this. Tiger from, uh, <laughs> Tiger from Winnie in The Walking Dead would be awesome. At least it would bring some much needed levity. I think we saw, I think I saw Steph NEZ in my back corner of my eye. Uh, she has not watched the episode yet, but, uh, if she wants to come in and join the discussion, she's more than welcome. People say, hello, Steph, in the live chat. So, but before we go any further, I think it's about time. I think we've, I think we've waited a, enough time. I think it's about the moment that needs to happen right now. So let me push this. Where the fuck is it? Push the button. Push the button, Miles Edward O'Brien. Oi, Phil. I'm giving it all she's got. Whoa, I'm sorry, I'm having um I'm having a technical difficulty, not the fun kind. For some for some reason <laughs> for some reason that's yet to be figured out. When I pushed play on that, it was only coming out of one speaker and it kind of freaked me out because it was only coming out of one ear. And I'm used to it going on both sides, so I'm like, going to really cap. So let me do this a little bit different. <laughs> Recap. But yeah, sorry about actual technical difficulties there for a second. <laughs> so it's time for the recap. My parents had technical difficulties, and that's how, that's how it all started when I was born. It's <laughs> a good line. I like that one. Uh, bring Uncle Creepy Phil back. People want the creepy. Hey, everybody. This is Uncle Phil. Hi, everybody. This is Uncle Phil with a mustache. <laughs> okay. So let's get into this live fucking recap. Now, we uh, make America porn stash again. <laughs> I like it. Oh, fucking do it. Come on. Um, sorry, I want to push this one more time to see if it's fixed. Are you fixed, speaker?
Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> enough of that. Enough trying to figure out what's fucking wrong there. I will, uh, I will not troubleshoot while I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> so here we go. The, re- the episode starts up. We start off with Morgan and the Kingdom crew with Ezekiel looking, for, looking at a walker. Then gets shot with a little bow and arrow action, which is kind of fun. And uh, her sister had a dress, yada, yada, yada. Some fucking, some fucking shit happened. And then we start in on what I, what I think was a pretty good scene at the beginning uh, where we see Ezekiel's crew in action. I wish we got a little bit more of that in the first half of the season, just because I feel like these people were more real characters. And, and in scenes like this, I feel that they're more real, not just a weird stereotype of a of the of of like a Renaissance fair or something like that. So, uh, so here we go. Take it easy, Al. Hope everything is all right, my friend. There's some weird mojo in the air, so hope open open you the best, buddy. So, okay, so we open right up with Morgan in the Kingdom. Then a truck pulls up, and it's a savior group talking shit. And uh, let's listen to a little bit of this. You're right. I want his gun. Oh, yeah, the savior group comes in. I started a little bit later. Truck pulls up at the savior group talking shit. Richard's not happy. We have Gavin, who thinks the load looks light, but Ezekiel says, look again, pussy. And Gavin, who's kind of a turd and kind of the biggest pussy of all the the saviors, looks so, he's like, okay, I guess it's all right. But then some other guy who doesn't want to, doesn't want to fuck around. He doesn't want to uh, just be a little... He doesn't want to just take it. He, he wants to be an, ag- an aggressor. The guy that we see fight with Richard earlier in the season says, listen, I want this Back. guy's gun. Give me this fucking gun. I don't think this asshole should have a gun ever. No guns for bad boys. Welcome, Big Sexy. You hit me first, prick. What's that? Okay. Where do we go from here? That's right, your majesty. Where do we go from here? Okay, so we 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 set up in a little bit of a little bit of a a fight, a little tension sets up here where Richard doesn't get a gun, uh Ezekiel's like hand him the weapon, Ben goes a little ninja, grabs the bow and does a little move to show he can fight. Is there any character in the history of television that you're more convinced is going to be killed by the end of the season that's going to send Ezekiel into the war than Ben? He's like dead man walking, and every single scene he's in, I go, oh, when's this guy going to die? And it's going to be right towards the end of the season when all hope looks bad, and it looks like the kingdom won't enter the battle. Is this character just, literally is this character just created, just birthed out of some writer's asshole to give us a character to piss off fucking Ezekiel, to fucking rain hell upon the saviors when a savior accidentally or indirectly or very directly decides to kill this little kid Ben. It's so fucking obvious. Like, I don't know. That's one of those things that bothers me. Like, this kid is just being so prodded out there to be like, hey, hey everybody, I'm about to be killed. I'm so awesome right now. Watch me die. Hey everybody, I'm a real badass. Watch me die. So he's fucking, so dead guy is uh, this, this guy talking from beyond the grave because he's going to fucking die soon. <laughs> she, uh, and the scuffle kind of just all, the scuffle all takes care of itself ultimately. 
Yeah, it's just a walker with a dress like her sisters. Sir LT Giles is in the live chat. Love you, LT. Lots of great vibes to you, my friend. I was hoping Ben would die tonight to give us some action. Ben, like, seriously, Ben is, I've never met a more dead character than Ben, and I've seen Ghost <laughs> with Swayze. <laughs> he's fucking dead. Spoiler alert, he's dead the whole fucking movie. Most of it. But, yeah, Ben is the deadest character on television. So, I want to see that. <laughs> so, so the whole thing kind of, kind of, uh, gets gets broken down, and we need to get a bit visceral. He threatens he threatens Richard. Morgan wants his stick back. The asshole dude wants to kill. He's like, "Can I kill this guy?" Read the rules, sensei. sensei yeah, whatever. And they all drive off. So then we get Ezekiel talking to Dead Man Ben after this for a little bit. Let's listen to this conversation for a second. Told you I'm getting better. You are a trifle too quick. You're dead, Ben. Just because you now know how to fight doesn't mean you should. I'm talking to a dead man. Yeah, it just happened. I wasn't thinking you have. Yeah, Morgan wants his stick back. <laughs> Sam, I hope everything is all right. Every time from this time forward. Oh, is King McKay in the live chat right now? Lots of love to King McKay. I, I as well have been love, uh, love uh, King McKay's Vikings coverage and uh, and all of his content too. So if you haven't, there's another person in the live chat. Definitely subscribe to King McKay. Great, great fucking content. So, here we go. Okay, so there's a little bit more shit. Yes. Yes. Okay, you're dead. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Okay, so again, I'm watching this scene between the two of them, and and I know you need to build up. You need to decorate the cake, put the candles out so that they can get blown out. I fucking get it. I'm not an asshole. Well... I am an asshole. Well, I'm not a clueless asshole. I'm just an asshole. And, but I understand what's happening here, and it's just a little too on the nose. And it's just a little too obvious. And they could mask it a little bit, but again, I gave another show the similar, similar shit through a whole season when we knew a certain little turd character was going to betray a certain, a certain awesome bastard. If I had to speak vaguely about it. We knew the little turd was going to betray the bastard the whole season. And it became obvious. And I complained about that too. I don't like shit like this. Because it's so fucking obvious. It should be something. It should be someone we don't expect. I love Carol. Maybe it should be Carol. Maybe it still will. Maybe the show will surprise me. And they're and it's, it's, communism is a red herring here. And they're giving, and they're showing me that it's, we keep making me think. I'm going to give the show credit here. If they fuck me, if they completely fuck me over like that and showing me it's Ben, showing me it's Ben and it's someone else that fucks her, that fucking drives Ezekiel into this battle, if it ends up being Carol dying or someone else, uh, some of the the kingdom being blown up, some part of the, uh, maybe even Shiva getting killed or something like that. If it's anything else, I'm going to fucking sit here and say, Walking Dead, I'm sorry. Get on my hands and knees, lick your feet, Walking Dead, and say, okay, you f fooled me, motherfuckers. But no. We all know that that fucking kid's going to die. And we all know Ezekiel's going to go, And now thou art from heaven's hand, I strike at thee. From hell's depth, I push at thee. And I stick my handeth up Negan's ball sacketh. And it's going to fucking happen. <laughs> Have a great night, gaming. Thank you so much. And definitely check out gaming stuff as well. Yes, kill the tiger. Just, I feel like if... 
if they're trying to deceive us like that and show us something obvious and then give us something else, then I'm going to go back and sound like an asshole right here and be like, oh, but I'm all for sounding like an asshole if it leads to good entertainment. <laughs> I don't care. F fucking confuse. Make me look like an asshole. Make Joe and I look like fools. We want that. We want to be entertained. That's, that's oh, the show is good. No, we want to be entertained. We're fucking, we're horrible people that have, that are, that are so jaded by the world in television that we're sitting back like assholes going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, motherfucker, entertain me now. So, yeah, I want to be proven wrong. I want, I want to come out here and go, this is fucking the greatest show of all time. This episode was amazing. The way they got together with everybody in this situation, in situation, the way they're gathering everyone together and they're all going to form together like Voltron army to destroy the evil fucking forces of evil. That is fucking Negan. He's, they're going to shut Negan up. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Macho man. This is going to rule the world. Oh yeah. It's going to happen. I want to be that person. <laughs> ah, golly. Okay. So, <laughs> let me go into the live motherfucking chat for a second. It took so much, like, the actor who plays uh, Ludus on Suits. I can't help every time I think of him. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I always do that. I jump mid-conversation of a live fucking chat. Ezekiel will find the tiger shaved. <laughs> will find the tiger's head in his bed and go, no, no. That won't be the only Godfather kind of reference that we had. We had a Godfather kind of thing going on in this episode, too. I have it somewhere in the notes. I'll get to it. All other shows I watch keep killing people left and right, and The Walking Dead needs to step up their game. I need something to happen. They've been talking all season. T-Baby, that's my biggest problem with it. I feel like The Walking Dead excels when it's action first so, and dialogue character stuff second. I think when they have a good beat and rhythm behind them, it can be a very excuse me, entertaining show. And I forgive a lot of the other issues that it has that keeps it from being in that upper echelon of the, the top television programs out there being created right now. The Game of Thrones of the worlds, uh, the Westworlds of the worlds, <laughs> the Better Call Sauls, at least in my mind. And uh, so I feel like Walking Dead is in that next tier, tier and a half below that. And some of the reasons I forgive because it can be one of the most entertaining shows on television if you're into it. And it hasn't been that lately. And that's my biggest issue with it. JC, he's going he's gonna to drop the Shakespeare. You think it, you're right, uh, JC. He's going to drop the Shakespeare and go, what the fuck, or something like that. I think, I think you're right. I think you're right, buddy. I do. The Saviors will all-out attack to get Negan back, Corey Weber says. Uh, Yep, too much talking, not enough suspense and action this season. Rick and Michonne are the only characters I care about at this point, but if they killed Rick, at least that would be mixing it up, says Eli. I'd rather skip the rest of the season so season eight can come out. We can see this war. Meanwhile, The Walking Dead is gathering people for a war, war trying to make us think they won't uh, get these groups when we all know they will band together. Timo, that, you said it right there. All these groups keep popping up, starting to think that not too many people were in the zombie apocalypse, died in the zombie apocalypse after all, says Dark. But Timo, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. They're gathering all these people together, and it's, and it's the foreplay you know that's, you know you're going to get. No, I feel like I'm giving foreplay a bad name by saying stuff like that. It's just not good. <laughs> it's not good. Making you sniff the food without eating it. Or, no, not foreplay is such a good analogy for it. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> 
Heath is dead. Yeah, Heath is on another show, isn't he? Isn't Heath on 24? Patience, you pad ones. And LT, that's right. And thank you. LT, this might be part of the intervention I need. Am I just being... Am I spoiled? Did The Walking Dead spoil me earlier with action after action and really keeping my interest going the whole time? Did I have blinders on before and it's the same kind of show and I'm just used to it or I'm or I'm past the point of being captivated by it? Is it and this is the question I'm asking, but that doesn't need to be doesn't need to be at no Phil. I'm answering it. You're an idiot. But I mean these 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 questions and more on the next issues program. Devil's Advocate, look but don't touch, touch but don't taste, taste but don't swallow. Thank you, Dark. Even better. It's bad foreplay. Like going, T-Baby, excellent way of saying it. Okay. It's like foreplay that never gets you anywhere but you, and you never actually get to it. You're like, okay, okay, okay. Stop just licking. Stop, just put your head in. Put your motion in. Move your body. You know, actually get into it. You know, let's, let's get things happening. If you're not going to do that, let's get to the... Let's get to the sticking. Let's get to the pushing. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm such a romantic. Can't you guys tell how <laughs> a day with me is like a day at the fucking party. It's, I'm as, I'm as romantic. I'm as romantic as a, I'm like a clinical hospital. I'm like, okay, yes. When vaginal penal intercourse happens, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if the foreplay is bad, usually the finale is bad too, says DJ. I say mostly you can tell about that, but I've definitely ran into some situations with people that are that could be good in one area and not necessarily good in the other area. Certain people have certain uh, ex abilities that they excel at. Like each Ninja Turtle can probably use each weapon, but the way Michelangelo uses his nunchucks, I like no other. Sam, have a great night. Have a great night. There's no such thing as too much foreplay. I would kick someone out after waiting. The there is such a thing as too much foreplay, says Tebow. I would kick someone out after waiting this long for them to just stick it the fuck in. <laughs> and yes, not to get too far down that road, I've definitely been in situations where you're doing something too much and the person you're with is just like, could you just stop that and get to it? I get it. You like doing that, but it's done now. I, we need I need that now. I'm not drunk enough to be as graphic as I want to be. Ninja Turtles and sex don't go together. Yeah, it's hard to get those shells off, Corey. <laughs> that being said, for those of you that have seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 or whatever it is, they somehow put a uh, Michelangelo sex story in there. Okay, so Ezekiel talks to Ben about fighting too quick. Then he yells at Richard and he's, he just goes, Richard, you're in trouble later. Then the one dude has been sick with the stick. Uh, ben makes sure Morgan's okay. Morgan walks over and needs to talk to Daryl. Daryl's like, what the fuck's going on, Morgan? And why are you packing the... What, what's going on? And the two of them have a little discussion. What the hell is wrong with you? What the hell's wrong with you? You're bleeding. They did that to you. You know what they are. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Lovers in a half shell. <laughs> Sorry to go in a quick aside. Uh, when I was young and I can't really draw many things, I'll try to figure out a way to draw it at some point. I created these characters and made a little comic book called the Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Dickheads. And they all were Ninja Turtle sprites with dicks on their heads. And they all had different weapons. Like Mike, like Donatello had a giant vibrator. Leonardo had a pair of dildos. Raphael had these things called little pricks. And Michelangelo had the cum shooters. They used to fight the Shredder, who was called the, the Pussy, and Bee Bum and Rock Titty. 
and Krang was a ball, just like a testicle, a single testicle. I think out of all of that, the only thing that's still funny is the Bebop, Bebum and Rock Titty. Bebum was just a giant mutant ass, and Rock Titty was, of course, a uh, Rock Titty. You know, if Carol were here, she saw that. She knew about Abraham. Glenn. She'd be leading us right to them. Ready to kill them all. She would. And that's why she left, Lil. Sorry, everyone. Technical difficulties. Okay, so, uh, so what the hell's wrong with you? And... Ultimately, this just leads into a point where if Carol was here, she, she knew what's happened. She knew what happened to Abraham and Glenn. She'd kill them all style. And Morgan's like, yeah, that's why she left. So then we get to Richard, who's practicing with a bow and arrow, talking about using it because they can't use guns anymore. And because uh, Negan's people are too smart to let me have a gun. And uh, Daryl's like, I heard, or he goes, I heard you were a bowman. And Daryl gives him the Daryl Dixon stare and just doesn't say anything and just gives him that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And asks him why. Richard says, We're we want the same thing. We need to we need to help. Uh he gives Daryl back his crossbow, and then we have the moment for the poster with Daryl pointing the crossbow at the screen and going, I'm gonna force all you people for some foreplay. <laughs> he does need to wash that greasy hair. Yes, he does. <laughs> Dar Wait, Daryl changed his shirt, says somebody. Dirty Daryl doesn't look so dirty anymore. Looking too clean. He needs some time in my basement to get a little grime on him, says Tebow. <laughs> he does look cleaner than usual. Uh, PCI says, Phil, one of the problems with the show is that the zombies have gone from being one of the main characters to a minor character. They, ha they have to force scenes with them. That half of the action is go half the action is gone there. I agree with that 100%. I think they were heading in the right direction, and they've shown us some big hordes at different times. I think they need to start making these hordes of zombies more of a threat again. It's I don't know, though. It's it's hard because have they let the cat out of the bag too much? It's like with the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Could you have gone back after Nightmare on Elm Street when Freddy's playing a video game killing someone, and, and could Robert England play a scary Freddy again? Well, they tried with a new nightmare. Some people that worked for, some people it didn't work for. It's tough to put it back. The walkers have seen like such a trivial sort of force. We need a way to make them seem dangerous again. I think that is with hordes. But then with even with a horde, like last week, they show them setting up a clothesline and taking out thousands of hundreds of walkers at one point in time. So I agree with you that a lot of the action that came from the danger of fearing the walkers, no pun intended for fear of the walking dead, gets taken away when you focus a little too much on the human in, human versus human content. I, I think they're, they need to figure out ways, and I think that's one of the ways that the show could easily improve if they figured out ways to make – to try to just – try to go, that, go back and try to make the zombies seem a little bit more threatening again. Kiyote, have a great evening, my friend. That scene with Daryl getting the crossbow would have had a, had a little impact if it wasn't in the trailer. Wait, <laughs> Carol is like that special power move on Tekken, but you got to build up. You get close to unlocking it. You have to push the X button. It's uh, it's like getting a smash ball. Oh yeah, good point. We need we need way more zombies. Need more car clotheslines, or having zombies actually scratch or bite someone that's not push pushing that shit with Rook and Mich Rick and Michonne last episode. 
Have a great night, Scott, too. Have a great night, everyone. And thank you to anyone that popped in, even for a few moments, or watching this at a later date, watching the live fucking stream. It means so much to me. And as I said, you guys are helping me through a, helping a shit day get a lot better by talking to all of you great people. So... The hordes became useless now that we've seen both Tyra and Rick kind of nudge their way through a bunch of walkers with no consequences. They've neutered the zombies. And they've neutered their show by doing that because they can't just keep making... Well, that's not necessarily true. They do... I think it's partly that and partly the Negan experiment on the show not working as well as they hoped it. I'm holding out hope for next week be because maybe I... Every time he comes on screen, I keep I keep being like, is this the time he's going to be? He's going to melt into the character a little bit more. And I hope it is. And I hope it is. But we'll see. But I just think that this particular villain, this era of The Walking Dead is just, for, for me anyways, going to be a bust. Because I don't buy the Negan of it all. I don't buy the fear with the Negan. And I'm not wrapped up in it all. And I think it's so important for what's going on right now in the show for you to be captivated by Negan and if you're not everything else is trickling down from that even everyone's reaction and all of these people that are gathering together are in a way side characters from for the true star of this season that is Negan and if we're not feeling it we're missing out the people that are feeling you know maybe feeling him a little bit more probably always have that to go back to in the season and I'm just not feeling it I just I think it's a mix of wrong actors i talked about it a lot wrong acting casting uh the actor itself putting a little bit too uh, now that i heard his voice in the radio scene i think it worked in the radio scene i'm starting to think it's maybe his body mannerisms and stuff and how he's walking around like this and stuff but so i think that's a big problem with the show right now too just from a standpoint i think when maybe they get some other threatening human like characters that get introduced if people know what i mean i think the show might get good again and I think that's one credit to the show. I think it can, I think it can get good again. So blah 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 blah. Show's called The Walking Dead, and the zombies have become a backstory instead of the present obstacle. I kind of hope that the spike covered with zombies, zombie blood, so Rick might get infected, but nope. Mm -hmm. Keyboards and pillows. Okay. <laughs> Walking Dead. Three fucking zombies. So Richard is, uh, so he puts on the screen. So back in the woods, we see Richard going to Pee-wee's Playhouse of Guns with a voiceover about killing the saviors. And he shows Daryl's his house with all the chemicals, and he falls behind him, and they make shady eye contact. Then we come to out to an impasse that is a truck, and they're going to hit, or behind a truck, and they, they're going to shoot some saviors. That's the plan, that saviors always go down this road. Why don't we shoot them and peg them off? And uh, that's our good plan. So I'll listen to this asshole talk about this plan a little bit. They've been coming in past two or three lately. That's why I need you. I can't take them alone. We're going to hit them with the guns first, and then the Molotovs. Then back to the guns until they're dead. Why the fire? It needs to look bad. The saviors who discover what's left, we want them to be angry. I got to say, this was one of, if I'm being completely, and just to, just to be honest, this I liked this scene a lot. I think the way Daryl sussed this guy out and fucking called him out on his bullshit, and when Daryl gets real intense at towards the end and gets all Walter White on his ass, and it's like, say her name, bitch, and I want to listen to all of that. I'm going to actually listen to all this. I love this scene. 
I like when Daryl's aggressive, and in general, I like Daryl and, and Norman Reedus' performance so far. I think as much as any of us might not have liked the beginning half of season seven, season seven one, for he's come out, and for an actor to say anything, even I, I was unhappy with a little bit of my character's part. So I feel like he's bringing a little bit more energy to it right now, and I actually really liked Daryl for the most part in this episode, even though I disagree with him at the end and the decision he made. We'll get there. But I, I love him in the scene with Richard. He just calls Richard out in his bullshit. And Richard, the actor plays Richard too. That was an interesting little arc that you go from, this guy's a fucking, when you first meet him, seeing him brawl and stuff, to go, is he kind of a dick? What he is? Is he a good guy? Oh, I'm on his side because he's one of the guys in the kingdom that actually wants to do shit, to spin it around to the point where he wants to peg people off and then blame it on Carol and have the fucking saviors kill Carol. So then he turns out to be a dick again. It was an interesting little piece of character shit with uh, Richard, and I like the this whole interaction between the two of them. So as much as I call it out for bullshit, this was this was a good scene for me. It was one of the, one of my other favorite scenes of the episode. I left the trail from here to the weapons cache I planted to the cabin. Timo, me too. But you and me are bloodthirsty. Timo said, "I like that scene with Richard. Just wish he would just wish he would have killed him." And I I feel the same way. But I just I think that's you and me, Timo, because we're sick fucks. Ezekiel cares about. Who's that? It's just some loner he met. Sometimes he brings food away. Why don't they live in the kingdom? I don't know. She lives out there, she'll die out there. So, so okay, right at that point, Daryl has already sussed it out. He knows at that point. It's a woman. What does that matter? She's got more balls than you and me. He now he's sure. She's die either way. Now he's sure. Once he's she's got more balls than you and me. Find their buddy's dead. If they know the elbow from the asshole, they can follow. Eli says he's not intimidating at all. Obvious sport. Oh no, I don't. I'm sorry. I thought I don't find anything about Negan menacing at all. He's not intimidating at all. Gonna go to the weapons cache and then to the cabin. Timo says, "I'm telling you, every fucking new character can die." Richard was the guy that framed OJ. They were all next to Smokey in the bandit. They were all just next to the Smokey in the bandit truck with the two. Yeah, it was it was a pretty cool truck. I did write that in my notes a couple of times. I like this truck. It had horses on it and shit. So it was Smokey in the bandit sort of thing. That's cool. They're gonna attack this woman. What's her name? Maybe they kill her. Maybe they don't. Say it, Walter. Zeke, what he needs to do. Her name. What is it? She's tough. Maybe she'll win. Say her damn name. Say her damn name. Okay, that was close. The line is, say my name. Daryl. No, say her name. Say my name. So if she, and then Daryl gets all. Carol. I hoped you didn't know her. Daryl think you'd care. Daryl gets all fucking medieval on his ass here. No. Maybe she'll live. Look, this, this This is where we get into the Godfather line where Daryl almost quotes the Godfather. Uh where for if <laughs> where is like <laughs> we'll get to this it. This is how this could happen. This is how we can get rid of the saviors. How we all can have Phil, did you see Screen Rant's analysis on the corporate way Negan runs the saviors? They make some good points. I have not seen that. I will definitely check it out. We don't do anything. A hell of a lot more people are gonna die. People who wanna live! Stay the hell away from Carol, you hear me? Stay the hell away. Say her name, bitch. Oh, it really was the truck from the movie. Richie says it really was the truck from the movie, Phil. Awesome, Richie. It's them. 
no, it's if anything happens to her, if a fly, if a walker kills her, if a if a if any accident happens, I'm gonna blame some of the people in this room. It was uh, Brando's speech to the uh, to the five to the the five families at the end of the movie. It reminded me a little bit of Daryl's uh, Daryl's speech here to him. A little less intense, but but same concept. If anything happens to her, I'm blaming you. I'm blaming the people in this room. We can wait for things to go bad and lose people. Or we can do the hard thing. Awesome, Atari. It might not let you share it in the in the chat, but definitely sh you can share it in the comment section. You can definitely try. Just, like, put dot com, you know, separate it a little bit. Say dot com at the end or something, and you should be able to share it. Okay, so say her name, blah, 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 blah. They, they sort of have a, have a fucking, a little scuffle. Richard keeps trying to get Daryl to side. As they're arguing, they hear saviors, and they're like, let's do this. Richard goes to attack, but Daryl tackles his ass, beats the shit out of him. Richard grabs the gun off of him, and he points the gun. Daryl points the bow. Richard's not listening. Richard tells, uh... Richard's like, Carol's alone. She's dead already. Saviors are bad. We need to sacrifice something. We, we need to lose to win. You know, you know, buddy. And Daryl says, you don't know me. Rich says, Carol's alone. She might as well be dead. Daryl says, if she gets sick, a fever, gets struck by lightning, I will kill you. Anything. Guys like us. Reminds me of the mum speech from Malcolm in the Middle about the dominoes <laughs> to Reese. Which I think I, I was also a shout out to the Godfather. <laughs> Auto carrot. <laughs> I think we created something. Auto carrot. There's there's something there, everybody. Oh, oh, thank you. Awesome, everyone. Thank you for checking out. The, I will definitely check that link out. Daryl sounds real dirty there. He's like, yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm going to touch you in the inappropriate places. Well, you're not late. The party just started because you entered the ring, Michael Olavella. It's great to see you. Olavella is here. Great to see you, buddy. So, okay. So then we come back in after that scene. We come back in on the junkyard, which just looks like a, looks like the place that, speaking of Freddy Krueger, it looks like the place that they killed Freddy Krueger in part three and that he was resurrected at the beginning of part four when Bubba King Kane got brought back there. We hear lots of sounds, then a door opens, and then tons of dirty motherfuckers start coming out. I mean, they're all dirty. They all have the same kind of haircut with the hair pulled back. And, uh, and in the mix towards the end is a smiling Rick Grimes and his crew walking through. All of our heroes, which never for a second did I ever think were in any sort of danger. All of our heroes are looking around, and they eventually they all the the dirty bastards kind of uh, form a circle around uh, Rick's group. And uh, broke black man in the live motherfucking chat right now. Atari Dad. It basically t uh, talks about how he keeps his lackeys in checks through um, mer meritocracy and keeps them happy by rewarding. Them. I oh, I think I have seen that Atari Dad. I, I actually have, and that is actually very well done. Very well done. Damn, I tuned in just for the porn mask mustache and Steve. Porn mustache forever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steve. I promise you I'm going to try to get the porn stash back and keep it all the way through March. So 
I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. <laughs> it was. Uh, I was getting invited to a bunch of fucking weird parties and shit. Everyone came up to me, call call me Magnum, and and inviting me to like re- weird fucking uh, making me wear seventy stuff. I got I got inspired to grow my sideburns. It it was a whole lifestyle thing going on here when, when I had the mustache. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rosita's pissing me off. She better not fuck this all up. Scavengers are tight with those hand signals. Rick tried to pretend he had mind control, too. He's trying to do the force. <laughs> Rosita does it again, Brookbackrant Fro- says. Hashtag fuck Rosita. Richard, chaotic god, and I love the cha- okay, chaotic good, and I love chaotic good characters, so I definitely empathize with them. DJ, have a great night. Thank you for joining us, as always. Timo says, I don't mind baby face filth, but I'll hunt you down if you ever cut that fucking Jesus hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i was gonna surprise you guys at some point with uh I, I shouldn't say it because now i'm gonna screw it up but i had this wig and i was gonna come out on one of these podcasts with the wig on like hi everybody phil's not here but the real slim shady's here <laughs> or something stupid like that but i just roomed it <laughs> kisses and lots of foreplay dj oh wait did i say that out loud how is Rosita still alive? Daryl is one thing, but Rosita, Negan's getting careless. He is getting careless. Lots of lots of kisses, kisses to everyone, kisses and hugs. Get a skinhead wig. I actually had one. Uh, uh, Brohawk Riley and I are J- JC Riley in the live chat right now. We used to do a uh, a a show on YouTube on a different channel uh, called One Versus One, and we dressed in a lot of weird characters. And at one point, I made myself an old man professor. Speaking, of, I think it was in the Tekken episode that we did. And uh, I gave my, I made myself bald in one of those bald wigs. And I also, whatever hair I had left, I think I threw a bunch of baby powder in it and made it all white. <laughs> that would trigger me so much. You're not allowed to act like you cut your hair. That would, <laughs> Timo would hunt me down. She, she, she'd march to Massachusetts just to punch me in the face. Am I in the right place? Is this the put the Targaryen back in the throne meeting? No, no, no. That's the podcast down the hall with Lord Varys. You'll 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 find you'll find that whole crew there, buddy. Ilario's there. He's he's uh he's you should see here Ilario when he starts talking about uh when he starts ranting about his opinions on uh the Targaryen regime. Oh, anyways, okay. So what are you talking about? Gabriel redeemed himself in this episode. I, and we're gonna get to that in a second. I wish Joe was here tonight so I could tell, so I could gloat in my one thing I've ever been right about in my life, knowing that Gabriel was forced, coerced into doing what he did last week. Great to see DJ One One in the live chat. Great to see all of you people coming in, coming out. Targaryen's as soft as a baby's ass. Okay, I got, I, I got to stop before I derail myself down a Game of Thrones rabbit hole. So all these heroes are looking around confused, and they kind of form a circle around Rick and his groups. And uh, they're all collectively by one leader, and the leader comes out to talk about her bullshit. I'm Rick. What's your name? Wait, what's your name? I'm Rick. I'm Rick. So then they bring Gabriel out, and everyone's looking around. And we took him. Gabriel comes out in a very, very clean, clean tank top. That thing was very, very clean. But anyway, he comes out with a t- tank top, and we see the and we see uh, the leader of the crew, which whose name I is is uh, I slipped by me, and she's and we it connects to the boat that Aaron and Rick when they took the stuff, and uh, and here we go. 
we have nothing to buy back our lives with. That's what you'll have soon. Nothing. Because me and my people already belong to that group who took those supplies from the boat. They're called the saviors. They're called the saviors. They own our lives. <laughs> Sorry, every time I hear Rick Grimes talk now, I think about the Walking David. And if you kill us, if you kill us, you'll be taking something from them. You'll be taking something from them. <laughs> and they will come looking. They will come looking. So Rick, Rick ultimately only is... has two options when it comes to the saviors. Either they kill you or they own you. And, and they own me. But there is a way out. Join us. Join us. Rosita's as useless as nipples on a breastplate. On a, I'm going to add an extra layer to that. Rosita's as useless as nipples on a breastplate on a Batman suit. And fighting them. So... So Rick says, you got to join us in the fight. He makes a motion to Gabriel and kind of lets him know through a motion that he, that he, you know, kind of gives him a, oh, oh, hey, how's it going? Well, Gabriel calls him on it later. They all come to grab Rick's people and it kind of turns into a fight. Rick tries to stop, but, but uh, Gabriel pulls a knife on the person that was holding him and kind of holds his, uh, hold, holds the neck up to her and he goes, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, motherfucker. And the saviors are out there. They have our stuff. And Gabriel, it all ends up getting broken down. I, I think I have it right here. Let's push it. It's theirs. Fighting with us, you'll be rewarded. More than you can imagine. Want something now. Okay, so ultimately this all leads into Gabriel going on this speech. I, I had somewhere in there, but Gabriel gives a speech about uh, these guys are the best. They can give you anything you want. What do you want? What do you want? You want a fucking, uh, you want a fucking, <laughs> you want an elephant with some cocaine on its back and just, and some, uh, a pile of some brownie bites and some, uh, whatever. Rick's group can get it for you. Rick's your guy. He can get you anything you want. And uh, she goes, I don't want these other things. I want something now. What do I want now? So she keeps, someone mentioned this in the live chat. She's really good with her hand motion. She's like, boop, 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 signaling everyone. So uh, they show, they sh Michonne's not happy, but they're taking Rick somewhere. They're going to take Rick away. So Gabriel starts to clean up Aaron. We go over to Gabriel and uh, cleaning up Aaron. And Rosita acts like an asshole to Gabriel for no fucking reason in this moment. She goes, so Gabriel, um, are these, are these like your, uh, oh my God, like totally Gabriel. Are these like your new best friends or something? Like, oh my God. Eh. You're such a douchebag, Gabriel. Because I never believed you were cool. Eh. Screw you guys and get me home. So fuck you, Rosita. This was the moment that she pissed me off more than that. I didn't mind the one at the end, her wanting to fight because someone's got to, they have to give that to somebody, that speech to somebody. So give it to Rosita. But this one, when she just acts like a dick, she saw them bring out Gabriel in fucking, like, as a prisoner. And she gives him shit like, are these guys your new best friends? That was the one that pissed me off. The one at the end didn't piss me off, but her fucking wise at, her Weisenheimer ways here, fuck you with the Weisenheimer. Are my new best friends? They kidnapped me, you fucking cock tickle. You know, come on, don't be such a cock tickle. The Fuck You Rosita mixtape is being made by BBM as we speak. <laughs> Who the fuck keeps giving Rosita those lines? Someone that hates her character. 
I think, because they, they, they're intentionally giving her those lines. And I, I'm happy for the actress. I think it's them wanting to give her something and not knowing what else to give her. And again, I'm not too familiar with the characters. I know she's in the in the books. Is she is this a indicative of a character trait of hers in the books as well, or is this just something that they're creating more for the show? I, I just I don't like what they're doing. I understand that they're trying to give her more to do. It, <laughs> and I mean, I guess it's a credit to the actress because I know people like this that make wise ass comments like this. As I was saying this earlier too, maybe I have to give her credit for making some choices and having them work in the sense that I paid her. <laughs> so congratulations, I fucking hate you. Mm. To be fair, okay, sorry. To be fair, I think Rosita was still thinking that Gabriel betrayed them. The only issue I have with that is she saw them bring him out unless she thinks he's that duplicitous that he could come up with pretend to be a prisoner. Um, but I, I definitely see what you're saying. I think she's filled with a lot of anger and confusion and doesn't necessarily know where to direct it. And he's an easy target. And in that moment probably is confused into, but what, what the fuck happened here? What the fuck? And that's her way of punching a hole in the tension there and being like, to try to make light of the situation. Like, oh, what are these? This dude, your new best friend or something? But I just think it was kind of an, an asshole sort of sort of move. It was just an asshole move. Maybe later on, Phil, I read her in the beginning. I just don't... Uh, maybe later on, Phil, I read her in the beginning and I just don't see that. I tend to agree with you too, uh, BBM. This season is so good though, Timo. Analysis of Thrones in the live fucking chat. I need some therapy after last episode, but I watched it too late. Oh, well, different discussion going on. I think there's, uh, I think there's a little uh, black sales discussion going on in the live chat right now. That show that I am going to be catching up on soon, thanks to Timo, who is basically just my sugar mama in every single way possible. <laughs> she pay, she yeah, she uh, she, so I am going to be uh, watching some black sales. Guys, isn't it obvious that they're dragging out Rosita's insufferable ass so they can kill her off in the f finale and try to show us that they still got balls? I think Eli is a thousand percent onto something, and I'm so jealous of Eli's mustache right now. So, uh, so Gabriel starts to clean up Aaron, and Rosita acts like an asshole to him. Michonne wonders where Rick is. They bring him to the top of a giant green screen heap, and we talked about this before. Oh my goodness gracious! Considering how many times they say "fuck," oh my go, oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> This green screen looks so horrible. And with the fucking the fucking uh junkyard in the background, it just looked bad. I'm sorry. For a show that's the number one show on television, you should never see any shitty green screen effects this obvious. You can do it. If if it's something that looks like I could do in my house with my lights and my green screen over there. Oh, you can't see my green screen. It, then it's bad. I don't know. I didn't like it. Mm. You can you can take my little finger mustache from my cold dead upper lip. <laughs> you can take my mustache from my cold dead upper lip, motherfucking Phil. You thieving mustache and bastard. Junkyard hides the cameras. TJ, don't start that shit. Lots of funny shit as always going on in the live chat. M says they could kill off a good 80% of the characters in order to prove this fucking show right now enormously. It looked it looked like he was standing in front of a cheap poster. And I mean, a lot of things we nitpick here on our program, Joe and I, we're the queens of the nitpick. But 
this isn't a nitpick. That was bad. That was bad. The Tiger, I'm going to shoot on the Tiger a little bit later, but the Tiger, I get it. That's a tough effect to pull off. You know, you're trying to do it. That's a tough thing to bring to screen. It's, but you don't have to make a shitty green screen fucking back junkyard sort of effect like, like that. That is lazy. That's fucking lazy. Maybe they had to do a reshoot or something. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm being, being a little bit of an asshole about this, but I think that's, you could, you can do something about that. A, a tiger, I, I said, yeah, Dr. Do a little too earlier. I was, you know, joking around about it, but I, it's almost understandable that, that they'd have difficulty with the tiger. I think we all talked about this uh, at the very beginning of the season before the tiger was ever introduced. Anyone that knew the tiger was coming, it, it, it's been talked about a lot. It's, that's a tough thing to do. They can't even fucking do direwolves on HBO's budget in Game of Thrones. So, I, I mean, I get it. The animal thing is difficult. So I almost am piling on with that, but this green screen effect isn't nitpicky. This was just bad. This was just bad. Tigers full of hair, so forgivable. Landscape effects are so easy to, these days. Yeah. It, it is. It's just, it's uh, inexcus inexcusable. No, Phil, do not apologize for the lazy filmmaking in this show. That makes money as The Walking Dead does. Exact or don't, yeah. Thank you, M. Call me out of my shit. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to understand the other perspective from from us, from the people that are going. I'm you're being too hard on the show, Phil. So I'm trying I'm trying to understand the other perspective a little bit. But things like this, I just can't. That is horrible. It was horrible effects, horrible television making right there. And the House of Thrones. I'm gonna bounce you guys later in Timo. We gotta talk more about on Discord sometimes. Yes, you guys do analysis. Great to see you, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein. I'll see you soon, my friend. Yeah, I kind of like the comic is, is overstaying its welcome. I mean, the whispers are cool and, and the ability to... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Speaking of direwolves, spoil bar. Okay, so... Uh, <clears throat> so uh, she talks to Rick and she basically gives him Change. the lowdown on what kind of people they are. Things grow harder. We open cans, sometimes insides rotten. What? You open cans and sometimes insides are rotten. Okay, do you just need to... Does everyone that we're introduced to this season have to talk like an idiot? The, the, I mean, these people are a whole new brand of idiot. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Fucking idiots. More. More idiots. Time's passed. Things are changing again. So maybe we change. Need to know you're real with this. T baby, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she's got to take a breath. She's got to seem more intense and damaged or something. I don't know. At least with Ezekiel, we know it's an act. Are these people really cuckoo canuku? That you're worth it. Then she pushes Rick down a fucking, uh, down into the trash pile like Wiley e. Coyote. The crew goes and looks to see if Rick's all right. And he goes, I'm all right. And we see another person's skull down there, down at the bottom of the pit with the Rancor Beast. I mean, the Spiky Walker. So then Rick has a battle with the Rancor Beast. I mean, Rancor Beast, I mean, the Spiky Walker. And, uh, 
And he runs, he knocks it over, eventually he takes a computer screen or some shit, and he bashes its head down, and uh, we get our action of the episode as Rick stabs the shit out of it. A fun little action scene, I'm not going to complain too much about this. Uh, setup was kind of silly, but I, I acceptable. It's acceptable. The one thing I don't like about it is it seems like now we have two episodes where, like, oh, we got a lot of talk, and this is a direct quote from The Walking Dead writer's room. Uh, we got, like, a lot of talking in these two episodes. Um, we need some action. So, why don't we create, a, like, a really cool wire to kill, like, hundreds of walkers in the last episode as... Because it's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and in this episode, why don't we have Rick thrown down a, a... Why don't she push him in the trash and have him, like, fight a spiky walker? That would be so fucking cool. Why does the walker have spikes? I don't know. It would just be cool. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's do it! Let's do it! Yay! So that's basically the discussion I think that happened. And they they needed to come up with an action scene, so they came up with an action scene. I mean, it, it's fun. I liked it. And, and if The Walking Dead was all this sort of shit, I'd appreciate it. I'm not going to say anything bad about the scene itself. The only thing I'm going to say is it feels forced in. It feels like it's it's a watermelon trying to stick through the fucking mouse hole or something. It just feels like, hmm, we need action in this episode. Let's put an action scene in there. Instead of having the drama based off of the a off the action, having it the other way around where you have – because I and again, it's just what I feel like work to your strengths. I don't <laughs> – Fucking, I don't have any strengths. No, I'm saying, but like, know what you're good at and fucking do that. And that doesn't mean don't try new things and try to fucking experiment on stuff once in a while and fucking do shit. But don't forget what you're good at. And The Walking Dead is good at scenes like this and good action build build up a whole. An episode should have five or six of these moments. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm being greedy. Three or four of these kind of big moments like this, and then all the action in the. I mean, then all the emotional stuff, all the tension, all the character moments should come off the action. Not every show has to be drama first, action later. Some shows do well like that because that's what the writer's staff excels at. That's what the, the showrunners excel at. The Walking Dead does not excel at dialogue-driven content. I don't care what – it doesn't. The dialogue is fucking horrible, cliched bullshit. <laughs> the writing sucks. Action is still good. It's still filmed awesome for the most part, minus the Spencer death of last season. They need to lean on that and then base everything, trickle down everything off of that crap. And I think that's where they're mixed up. They want to be in the same light. They want to be considered this deep emotional show and be in the same light as The Walking Dead, The Breaking Bad uh, of AMC, The Better Call Saul's, the, the, the Viking, the whatever. All these shows that have these deep emotional acting moments in these uh, dialogue-driven content. Yet that's not what you do good. You, that, I'm not going to enter some, some articulate pronunciation contest because I can't pronunciate for shit. So I don't know. That, that's, that's one of my biggest problems with The Walking Dead right now. I think they're trying to be too good. <laughs> Stop trying to be good and get back to being pulp fun. Motherfucker. Break it down, Phil. That's so true. Break it down. The dialogue is more breaking the fourth wall, telling the viewers what's going on. No one would talk like that in real fucking life. Thank you, Iron Throne. Fuck. I just... 
that's just my biggest problem with it as a whole. As a whole. Uh, BBM says, if Daryl told Carol would have returned to her badass phase, however, uh, he sees she is done with it, so out of respect, he doesn't tell her. I think at concept, I think that's a really good point, Broke, from the point of Daryl's perspective. My only problem with it, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, is the show itself. Carol is going to go back to her badass ways, and that's just a stall tactic because she's too powerful. And But I think from Daryl's perspective, you broke it down perfect right there that he he saw that and i think it, that was done really well from an acting standpoint and in the scene it worked really well and seeing daryl's progression through the episode some good work by norman reedus in this episode for my, for my money i i think from beginning to end he gave in a really good acting performance from his moments with richard and discovering that to his discussions with morgan and all of that and then into the scene with uh, carol and understanding what she needed to hear here and giving her that perspective but I do think from the show standpoint, from the writer's room, which whatever, I think it's just a stall tactic because they made they made her too powerful. And they know that she will kill Negan and they need to wait on that. I think I said I did say this earlier. She's going to be like Gandalf the White at the in the battle and come at the last minute and change the tide of war when, when Carol comes back to her badass ways. And it's going to happen. Norman did act good in this episode. I, I, I think he had, I mean, as for all the shit that I give, and I've been going on like 15-minute rants about my problems with the show right now, the acting is still good for the most part, even in the shitty dialogue. These actors put in some great performances, and I think Daryl, just in, Daryl, this was one of my, one of the better Daryl episodes, just from an acting standpoint. He gave a lot of energy and a lot of, a lot of, uh, just a lot to his performance tonight, and... I'll give Norman Reedus tons of credit for, for this episode. He was my favorite part of it. Um, do, 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 do. Hell, the only reason she was in the show is her and Bob could uh, get together and then kill Bob because Bob took the place of Dale's death in the comics. Uh, guys, Walking Dead should end with uh, Carl telling the story. If Did we see Carl tonight? Is this Carl's episode? Where is Carl right now? Is Carl back at Hilltop with uh, Maggie and all of them? And Enid? Yeah, I think that's where Carl is. Okay, so uh, Rick says, uh, Rick gives his little speech here. We'll get to it in a second here. Let me play uh, Mr. Grimes' speech here. Us now. You believe us now? <laughs> Is that all? Oh, no, I'm running out of a bat. Oh, and I've run out of battery power. Okay, so done with the uh, done with the audio clips for the episode. Okay, so Rick, as my uh, little thing ran out of power, battery dead. Yeah, where are you, Curl? Where's Curl? Curl is in Curl's in college smoking some weed. Where are you, Curl? <laughs> so Rick says uh, we're tough people. You believe us now? And uh, and he, I also forgot to mention he he fucked up his hand. His hand looks all fucked up, and I think that's just the Walking Dead writers trolling everybody to say, "Oh, is Rick gonna lose his hand now?" <laughs> but I don't think Rick's actually gonna lose his hand. So, uh, the, uh, the leader of the crew says she wants guns. That's what I want. I want guns. And then we'll fight your fight. And Rick smiles again at, with that trashy green screen shit behind him. And he asks, and the, uh, the leader of the trash people said, do, do you, I think we'll win. And they have a discussion that is akin to, well, 
I, you get half. No, you get half. I get a third. No, you get a third of a half of a sandwich. If I give you a sandwich, if I'll glad you pay, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today, and then you get a third. Well, if you can't, but you took what you stole. If you take what you stole and put it over here and kick this on the thing and <sighs> if anyone's ever seen the angry video game nerd episode of Plumbers where <laughs> Plumbers don't wear uh, ties or something, I think it's called. Uh, it reminds me of the end scene of that where they just have this random discussion where they're just like, no, I'll take half. I'll take three quarters of a tech. I'll take jars. I'll take jars and guns. Well, you need to get supplies. We need to get this. What about that walker? That walker's name was Winslow. Winslow, played by Michael, played by the famed police academy actor Michael Winslow. What are you going to do with Gabriel? Well, get us guns. What's your name? My name is Jadis. Okay, bye. What the fuck? And then Rick comes out. Yeah, and who is with Judith? AMC got rid of Darabot. Think they'll let Phil on. No way. Oh, someone's asking if that get me on the Talking Dead or something. Phil's a loose cannon. And if a high school teacher can make two appearances in the Talking Dead, we can get Phil on it as well. Phil's a loose cannon. Uh, the plumbers wear ties. Was that game made? I refuse to believe that as a game. It's from play. It's from this plate of reality. <laughs> I think it's a Sega CD game, and I agree with you, Atari. I would love to be in the the Talking Dead, and I think no, I'd be an asshole on that show. You could you couldn't shut me up. I'd be. I think for the first five minutes, I'd be very wow, and off camera, I'd be very respectful and stuff, and I would, but and I wouldn't swear. I say this before. I work with kids. I work with a lot of young kids, and I teach them music. I teach them how to play conga drums and shit like that. And I don't swear at all. I've never once fucked up. So I know how to not swear. So that's that wouldn't be the issue for me. The issue for me would be I would not be able to say, oh, this show is great. If it was a shit episode, I would talk so much shit. And so, yeah, that wouldn't happen. And... Who the fuck am I? I'm no... I mean, you guys in the live motherfucking chat. If anyone can make it happen, you guys can make it happen. But they wouldn't want me on that shit. Jadis. They wouldn't want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. And then who would do this show? <laughs> get get Joe get Joe the Walking David and uh, Brohawk Riley for uh, to do fill-in duty while, and talk about how shitty I was on the show. I, that, only if people would rag on me. That's the only you're too fun to be on the talking dead. No, I would go on just so everyone could shit on me just so I could watch the episode. Do one of those live in my living room streams where I shit on myself the whole time. <laughs> Look at me. Did I just say that? Am I a horse's ass? I am the biggest piece of shit in the world. Look at me. Look at me suck AMC's dick right here because I wanted to be invited back. See when I said that right there, that was me sucking their cock, gobbling the nuts. It's spelled Jadis, not Jadus. Jadis. Mm. No, Joe Dirt. Yeah, D Joe would be the real. I I'd pay to watch Joe on that show. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we go. Spread them wide. So Rick comes out and says, we have a deal. They all smile and they're all happy and he shows this fucked up hand. Awesome. So now we're at Carol's house. She opens the door and heads out and because she... I wrote my note, she smells something because I thought this was going to be the Daryl thing. But it's Ezekiel coming. His men uh, flipped her tripwire and uh, they talk about something to do with squat cobbler. The whole scene ends with her taking, the, taking a squat cobbler. 
So then there's a knock on the door and the mouth is open wide as it is a reunion between her and Daryl as she starts to cry. It's it's like I said, I wasn't emotionally affected by it, but I was emotional adjacent. If I wasn't dead inside, I probably would have been emotionally affected by this. But no, I mean, I, I've said this a couple times and I'm not going to get down to the specifics, but I've had a really crazy weekend, like emotional crazy weekend. So maybe if I was in the right mindset, I might've been emotionally affected by the scene. But for the most part, I was sort of checked out by it. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, here we go. And it's, uh, they start to hug and it's, it's a, well, it's, it's a very good scene. Very well acted scene. And Daryl says, Morgan, uh, I, Daryl says, Morgan told me you just left. Why, why'd you tell me to go? But, 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 Thank you, Iron Throne. Keep pushing it. Everyone, everyone, thank you so much to everyone that's listening right now. Let's hit that like button and uh, and watching and joining in in the fun and the live motherfucking chat. You guys make this show more fun. I cannot wait to get out here every Sunday night to talk about The Walking Dead and talk about all the shows we talk about here. If you haven't already and you haven't checked us out, pl- please hit the subscribe button and join the fun. There's also an audio version of this podcast. If you want to listen to it later, you can find us on iTunes or find or subscribe at issuesprogram.com backslash iTunes, I believe. You can find the links to us. On, we're also on Stitcher, on uh on a couple of other podcasting stuff. So if you like to listen to audio casts and want to catch up on these later in the week, you can do that that way as well and subscribe to the podcast. So thank you to everyone that has done that. You can also find, I'm not ending things, but I'm just saying you can also find different ways to help us out in the description box below. So uh, thank you to everyone that has already helped us out. All the issues program hall of fame of awesome people. The more all of you guys help out, the more I can do these live streams and don't have to, Go to stupid other jobs and stuff. So anyways, let's continue. And also have to say lots of love to the Dirty Issues channel that uh, Brohawk Riley, Brohawk Riley, uh, missed the the fucking Taka man, Brohawk Riley, has been doing a lot of awesome content on Dirty Issues as well. And I just noticed that you can live stream, you can do the live, those live phone sort of shits from your... uh, on to YouTube now, so I might start experimenting with doing some more just random shit when I'm out and about as well, too. So, okay, here we go. Phil probably would have been that rollerblade guy in the sidewalk trying to hail a ride. Ahmed, did you know me? Did you really know me? Because I didn't have my license till I was, like, much older, and anyone who actually knows me, it's ridiculous how spot on you are. I never learned it. I was roller, I would rollerblade everywhere. Everywhere. Until, like, way late into life. I basically was always on rollerblades. So, uh, so anyways. So, uh, so, why didn't you tell me? So, Gabriel, so, it's a very good emotional moment. So, then Gabriel tells the tale about what happened last week. He tells Rick that, uh, that they, basically just explains to him how they cornered him and made him take all the goods because of the stuff in the boat. And he says, I was going to lose faith, but I saw you and I, I did not leave. And they connect a little bit. How did you know that I didn't fuck you guys over? And uh, what made you so confident? Rick says, someone, someone showed me that enemies can become friends. And they smile and they look at him like, dude, we're buddies now. We're besties now. And they high five in slow motion. Kind of cheesy. I didn't like this scene. I like hating Gabriel personally, but whatever. I, I both actors did a decent job. I just didn't like this scene particularly. Oh, the CW moment. 
Have a great night, PCI. Thank you so much for checking in tonight. And anyone that does happen to check out along the way uh, throughout the evening, thank you to everyone that pops in at any point in time, even for a few moments here and there, to join in in the fun discussions. Oh, Michonne got another shitty cat sculpture. Yes, we will get <laughs> We're going to get to that stupid shit. So then we get Rosita being a little bit more whiny, and we get... I kind of wish this was one of the things that I wish the uh, controller was was still working that I'm with the audio is still working because we get we get the Rosita being whiny and Tara's like shut up getting whiny about bringing back food to the other people of Alexandria and Tara's like dude shut the fuck up we're bringing the food back we're not looking for a fight we're preparing for a fight so right everything Tara said is like right on one of my favorite Tara moments in the entire series. She just calls Rosita out in her shit. Stop being annoying, Rosita, is basically what she said to her. And uh, no. And Rosita's like, I'm getting I'm getting out of here. I'm going to make action happen. Blah, 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 blah. And Tara's like, no. Fuck you. You're not going anywhere. We're sticking together. Shut the fuck up. There's no Rosita standalone episode of you going out on your own. That's not happening. So, then we, uh, once we get fucked, oh, Tara, uh, oh, yeah, then Rick turns to Tara and goes, uh, yeah, uh, maybe Tara can help us out because she's been further south than any of us. She knows where we don't have to look. And Tara, uh, to get guns, and Tara's like, um, yeah, mm-hmm, totally. I don't know where to go. So, come on, we're just stalling. Tara's gonna take him to Oceanside or whatever that place was called, and... All those people that we met that had guns, those are the guns that we're going to get. So then Rick goes and grabs, as people in the live chat, motherfucking chat were saying, goes and grabs a cat statue and gives it to Michonne, and everyone's happy, and they all get out of there. So then Rosita, Timo said, this is Timo in the live chat at this point in time, says, Rosita needs to either get some dick or some tampons, or someone needs to just punch the fuck out of her. Sam responded, yeah, I just basically caught up. Thanks, AMC, for the commercial breaks. I'm, uh, Sam says, I'm at Ezekiel trying to convince Carol. Abraham made her... M-, M says Abraham made her tallable. Tebow says, yeah, they're crazy tonight. Well, every Sunday, even though I don't like Daryl Carroll's look when she saw him legitly warm my heart. That was a warm scene. And uh, Brohawk Riley said on Twitter at this point, I already hate these smug new groups. They're like a community play version of Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. And Casey Atheist, one of the awesome people out there looking for an awesome Walking Dead tonight. Glad you'll be on later. Talk to you in a bit, my friend. So then Carol and Daryl, and yes, I know I skipped Fear the Walking Dead. Carol and Daryl are sitting, da- sitting down by the fire, and uh, she, she goes into her rant about why she did what she did. She could not lose him or anybody else again. I could, but if, but if I found out that Negan's people killed any of you, any of our people died, any of them, I would just kill them all, and then there'd be nothing left of me. Okay. I talked about this earlier, and I'm going to go in a little bit more detail about my fucking hatred for this fucking bullshit. You're a television character. You're not a real person. I know we want to have well-rounded real people, but we're in a world of zombie fucking apocalypse. And Carol is an awesome fucking character. You're giving her this. It reminds me of when we had Peter Petrelli on Heroes, and we made him too powerful. So then we had to take all of his powers away, and then he used to only be able to do one power at a time, or some shit like that. They're writing things just to underpower Carol, and that pisses me off. I understand her humanity, and blah, 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 bl
Morgan got to her with the attorney. I understand what they're fucking trying to do. It just doesn't work for me. It rings false, and it's only temporary till she's going to go badass one more time, and then she's going to die or some shit. This isn't a world where you can afford to act like that. I'm going to bring Joe out of me right now. What the fuck? You have a weapon like that, use it. Fuck. Carol begging for Daryl to lie to her was funny as fuck. Heroes, I'm triggered. Yeah, I'm going to... If anyone wa really wants me to do a Heroes podcast, I'll do a whole podcast on Heroes and talk about the good, the bad, and the shitty. Hashtag save the cheerleader, save the world. You made Carol awesome so you can take down an entire village with one gun and a few firecrackers and you refuse to let her do her thing. And that's, and that's the thing. T-Baby hits the, hits the nail on the balls right there. Wait, it's the nail on the head. They, in JSS, they made her so badass and they made her do so much that they can't go there again or it's just like, okay, Carol can do it. They, and because of that, they have to create this storyline. I keep talking about this. I've said this like 20 times tonight and I'll keep saying it 20 fucking more if I have to. They create this bullshit for her. Make Morgan actually infect her with this fucking hippie peacenik bullshit in this Walking Dead universe. A place where you can't afford to be this fucking way. Fuck. So, okay. So, uh, do it, Phil. Do the hero stream. It has to happen. As long as I don't have to talk about the new season of Heroes, even though I like some else. But anyways, so she asks, and Daryl's like, uh, we made the same deal Ezekiel did. No worries. Everyone's okay. Everyone's fine. She cries. Did the saviors do anything? No, everyone's home. Everyone's fine. We're all happy. So they have some grub, and they have a good dinner. And Daryl asks about Ezekiel. Is he okay? And Carol says, yeah, I think so. And then they eat. Then Daryl leaves and pisses the fuck off. He hugs her. And he leaves the door and walks away. <laughs> then Daryl's at the cage with Shiva, touching a really, 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 really fake-looking fucking Shiva. Is it? Sh it's. Sh Am I pronouncing it right? Is it Shiva or is it Shiva with a B? It's Shiva with a V, correct? Okay. So uh, I miss cra I miss Crazy Morgan too, Timo. I fucking miss, and I hate what he's infecting upon this group, this hu fucking humanity. I don't want humanity in the Walking Dead universe. Get, put, leave that shit at the door, okay? Leave that fucking humanity crap for somewhere else. I don't need it on the Walking Dead. I need people that are ready to kill fucking zombies. <laughs> Shiva, named after the god of destruction. Thank you, Atari Dad. Yep, Phil with the V. Fuck that tiger. It didn't kill Daryl. That tiger should have gone tiger. At least bit Daryl's fucking hand off or something. Sausage party, all roads to destruction. Morgan was dead by now in the comics. Am I the only one who knows Daryl speaks a little bit like Rayman? Def definitely time for definitely time for speaking like Rayman. Definitely Morgan's definitely good. Uh, definitely Ezekiel's. Def I didn't notice that, but I'll look for that in my second watch. There's no humanity in the comics, Phil. So they put it in the show. They have to in the show. It's it. You can look at that in so many characters because. Like, someone like the governor in the comics is so not human at all. And then in the book, in the show, they make him completely human. They make that first half a governor, then second half. Almost like a punch-out fight when, or a boss fight in a video game where you almost kill him. He's a, he trains into a little tougher. That's what they did with the governor. Oh, fuck. Okay. So Daryl's totally a bottom. 
<laughs> so Daryl's in a cage. I mean, Daryl is, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading, uh, I, Timo sent me a little bit of her fan fiction. Uh, Daryl's in a cage, getting ready to get uh, penetrated. Daryl is being introduced to something called pegging. Uh, no, I'm kidding. So Daryl's in the cage with Sheba. Morgan says, you're good with her. And uh, Ezekiel would be impressed. King Ezekiel would be impressed. Daryl says, uh, well, anyone with a pet tiger is pretty good in my book, unless his name is Michael Jackson. No, I'm kidding. Anyone with a tiger is pretty good. Carol says, uh, Morgan says, I, as uh, Eli says, Morgan says, I have to clear. And Morgan explains himself. And Daryl says, we need the kingdom. You need to make that happen. Morgan says, sorry, but stuff. And uh, cheesemaker and uh, um, uh, 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 clear and um, uh, life is precious, except for when I need to kill. But uh, I, um, I don't know. My character's useless. And, and it can't be. He looks, assholes, whatever you're hoping, he's like, asshole, whatever you're holding on to, you got to wake the hell up. And Daryl heads out. Morgan... Uh, says, you're the same as me. You didn't tell Carol what happened because she would be here if if not. And I, I'm glad for that. Okay? We are all holding on as Daryl pet Shiva, and then he's head he goes, I'm heading to the hilltop tomorrow, and fuck you. Screw you guys. I'm leaving. So then we end the episode with uh, Daryl walking off the hilltop, Richard not that happy, in a sort of uh, – Supposed to be an epic kind of moment as, as Daryl walking off. And uh, that's the end of our episode. Then we get Negan back next week. Seems like a Dwight episode with Eugene and Savior-centric. Which, believe it or not, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the Saviors, I'm looking forward to that because I think we, I need to change up. And I need some comedy. I need some energy. And I feel like maybe Negan will bring some of that in. So, uh, so let's continue here. Before we call it a night, we've let's see if anyone wants to get a last minute voicemail in, you can definitely call in at 781-990-8509. Again, that's 781-990-8509. Let's see. Uh, let's take we got one message from Brohawk Riley uh, from from the Taka man himself. This might come in only through one side. So anyone listening in headphones or something, this might be uh, coming just from the right side. So uh, I have to figure some technical difficulties out, some real technical difficulties. But let's listen to Taka's message. <laughs> oh, thank you, buddy.
<laughs> oh, thank you, everyone. Maybe it's just on my end. It's probably just the thank you. That helps troubleshooting the fact that you guys hear it as double channel. Uh, it's probably yeah on my on my end on my uh, board a problem there. So fucking heard the uh, heard the accent too, Tucker. Lots of love going on. Eli will make a great Joe Grant for the. Eli will make a great Joe for the Walking Dead Red, though. Oh, my God. I love you, Taka. Laughing my ass off. Lots of love to Taka, as always. Maybe I'm going to extend the invitation now. Not next week, because Joe will be on next week. But the week after that, if Taka wants to join me for the recap, he is more than welcome. I don't know if uh, it's, it's if you'll have to get up early on Monday morning or something. Or Monday's not that early of a morning for you. But since you're up already here and joining us... Uh, not next week, but the week after that. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully Taka will be able to join me on the recap. Do it, Taka. You're invited. I've officially invited you, so not next week. Next week we'll have Joe, I think, in studio next week. But uh, the week after that, Taka live on uh, live from from uh, issues from uh, Taka Studios from Jstown Studios. So okay, so let's start to wrap things up uh we should make eli watch the walking dead and call it with a rant eli the people have spoken eli they want it they want it they need it <laughs> eli's like i'm not paying for that fucking trash <laughs> no excuses eli steal it online channel 131's your best friend i'm not advertising I, i'm not condoning it it exists it exists <laughs> So, as we start to wrap things up, everyone, so much thanks to you guys in the live uh, chat. You have to pay to call in, Phil. No, you do not. Uh, it's, a, it's a toll. It's a regular number, 781-990-8509. Should be a free number on any cell phone. Uh, only uh, if it would cost you to call to Massachusetts, it's just a normal Massachusetts number. So, it's a Google Voice number. So 781-990-8509, if anyone wants to leave some last-minute voicemails of any kind, please definitely call in. Or uh, maybe I can actually take a call. Let's see if I can do that. Let's, let's see if I have the tech. If Do I have the technology? Do I have it? Can I do it, Captain? So, uh, so yes, if anyone wants to call in, definitely do. Phil's too, so Phil's too sober for The Walking Dead. You're right. Eli says, teach me how to torrent. I'm not a big, honestly, I'm not a big torrenter. I, if I am to cheat, I'm more of a streamer. So I'd rather one of those sites that you can stream it so you don't actually have to download it. But I can't teach you how to torrent. This show is responsible. Some of the, some of the videos on the channel wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be made if it wasn't for some avenues like that. Not that I condone that kind of activity. Awesome. Do it. Fucking do it. Do you got the deal. It's 781. If anyone wants to call in at the last minute, again, 781-990-8509. And it's 781-990-8509. I can make you one. It's relatively cheap. Awesome. I made a black box on a fire stick so I can watch all the TV shows and movies. Awesome. Please do. We'll talk about that later. Talk out my co-host for two weeks from now. <laughs> Honestly, appreciate it, Phil. Fucking, you're fucking great, Tom. And you did Iron Throne. It's been a while. 
So, but yeah, everyone, thank you so much for joining me tonight as I'm just reading in the live. Stone ass junkie leader. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's happening. So, yeah, you, you heard it right here, guys. He can't get out of it now. Taka will be officially joining me, uh, not next week, but the week afterwards. We have, let's, welcome to the show. Gary, how's How's it going, Gary? What's up tonight? Oh, uh, dude, thank, thank you so much for calling in. How are you liking The Walking Dead this season? <laughs> thank you, my friend. Uh, we got JCR. We got, we, how's it going, Taka? What's up, buddy? <laughs> oh, no, no, go, go, go fuck yourself. But, uh, but yeah, you're, you're, your 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 mother's a great show, but uh, you you will be uh, you will be joining me not next week but the week after for the recap. Okay, so good. You will be coming from live from Jstown Studios, and we'll we'll get together and do a live podcast. So cool. So here we go. And lots of thanks to Gary that just called it as well. Oh, I miss that ringtone, Phil. It's been so long. Remember the days when that phone goes crazy? Yes, I do. I remember the very first episode of the of Game of Thrones. The beginning of last season when I wasn't expecting to get so many calls and all through the show we just kept hearing that ringtone it was yeah dude I was reading I like somewhere I read a review of like someone that watched my show that was like I watched the show once I could not deal with that ringtone never watch again but and I comment I'm like I'm like I don't blame you I wouldn't I wouldn't listen to that shit either yeah your mother yeah you infection infectious jstone yeah but uh, i will i will talk to you i love you too buddy i will talk to you uh well we'll see you uh, we'll see you in the chat next week but then the week after i will see you in jstown studios for a fucking uh podcast buddy i can't wait it can't wait uh thanks for supporting you jstown Jstown, I'm, I'm, see, I'm just, I'm just, br I'm just bringing uh, every one of your nicknames out here, uh, here, <laughs> Mr. Sergeant. Have a good night, JC Sergeant. <laughs> love you, but love you, buddy. Talk to you soon. <laughs> I think Phil has post-traumatic stress disorder from the ringtone, but no, I'm really excited to have Taka, and thank you so much to Gary for calling in too. Uh, so everybody. No, uh, no, your phone didn't go. Your phone didn't go out, Gary. I was just trying to switch over to uh, to John, so I wouldn't have to hear that uh, hear that damn ringtone. I was just bouncing over things. But Gary, thank you so much for calling in, buddy. <laughs> Great fucking call. No, Taka has so many nicknames. He's like a professional wrestler. He, in that scene at the beginning of Rocky Four, when Apollo Creed's about to fight Ivan, Dra Ivan Drago, and he gives like twenty different nicknames. Here he is, live on the show. JC Sergeant, JC Riley, Brohawk Riley, Taka the producer, and I do. I move really fast. But uh, but no, your your phone didn't go. I just bounce. I'm just bouncing from point to point. But Gary, please please feel free to call in any other time that you want to. Mm. You can just call me JC. I feel like I'm missing one too. I do feel like I'm missing one. So 
everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast tonight. I'm not ready to go yet. I'm not ready to go yet. If anyone is done with The Walking Dead and you've listened this far, The Walking Dead is over. It's over. Everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this Walking Dead podcast. I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, now starts the after show. I'm going to be wrapping stuff up pretty soon. This isn't going to be like a full uh, after dark program where I go into random sexual uh, exploits and I get dirty and I uh, go way down the down there. I'm just not quite ready to be done. I have a little bit of little bit bare left. And then speaking of JC, I have to say a huge thank you to uh, to Mr. Brohawk Riley, who uh, this was uh, one of his holiday gifts for me. So uh, huge thank you for, to him for these glasses. But not quite Phil after dark yet. Not quite Phil after dark. Mm. I think I need a. I think I need a mustache for Phil after dark. Issues after dark. After show. Yes. Oh yes. Okay, everybody. You wanted it. You're gonna get it. Sit on Phil's couch. So yesterday, I took this little boy. I put him on my lap. I slapped his bottom. I'm like, I like it mm, harder. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know what I'm doing. But I know that I'm going to open something up. And the end of this show might be a little uh, choppy. Because it's time for me to draw the Teenage Mutant Ninja dickheads on the screen. Yeah, it's more Phil after sunset. And Gary. Dude, Gary, you fucking cracked me up in your call. I got to say that was a fucking amazing call, Gary. So, so yes, I'm, I'm going to continue on here for a little while, but if you were here for The Walking Dead again, if you're hoping for Walking Dead stuff right now, The Walking Dead stuff, The Walking Dead stuff is over! You fuck, it's fucking over! Get the fuck out of there, you little fucking Walking Dead! I'm in a fucking pair of teeth right now, that's what's going on. I'm stuck in fucking teeth! And you can't hear me! It's not happening! No, okay. So, uh... Let me push that off. Get off there. No, get get the fuck off. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja dickheads looked like this. Wait, no, that's too much. Clear. Clear the screen. Oh, no, I'm not drawing. I'm just making the whole screen a certain color. Then you make it like that. And then you make it like that. And then you make it like, wait, I gotta, no, I, I gotta, I gotta make it darker. There we go. Let's make the Teenage Mutant Ninja dickheads. And then you put a big penis on its head, just like that, a little hole right there. Teenage Mutant Ninja dickheads, heroes in a mushroom cap, dickhead power. They're the world's most fearsome dickhead team. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Walking Dead green screen. Oh yeah, I can show you the Walking Dead green screen here. Wait, there we go. Let's do a fucking on. Oh no. Ro yeah, Bebop and Rock Titty. Apulia, great to join. Yeah, is that, are we playing Pictionary now? Let's see. I want to find a way, and maybe Taka can help me with this a little bit later. This is something Taka and I can work on in our free time. There's a couple of things that need to happen really soon. The first thing that needs to happen on the channel right now is we need to do the 
Fresh Prince of Westeros song. <laughs> that needs to happen. That needs to be done very quickly. So I also want to very soon do some sort of game, some sort of big game. I've been very inspired by Trial by Trivia, what Tony's done with the Pyramid game for uh, for Game of Thrones. I want to do some sort of trivia game on the old radio show that we used to do on uh, WMWM Salem. We used to do a rock and roll trivia competition. I had a battle between uh, Big Daddy Matt, who does the Sopranos podcast with me occasionally, and uh, a couple of my cousins had sort of a rock and roll battle of some sort with rock and roll trivia. I want to bring some sort of competition and bring you guys in the live motherfucking chat into it. Figure out a game that we can all play together some night. So uh, so I want to look into that as well on the horizon soon, too. I think that would be a lot of fun to play some sort of crazy game. So uh, JC's got to keep keep his perspective. I know there's some fun stuff, too, that uh, JC's tried to play sometimes in the past, like games like Fibbage and shit like that that we could play. But I think we could play some big trivia game or some sort of thing where we get people to call in uh, with questions or get people to pop in with the chat. Love to get Timo on the show more, too. I know uh, Johnny had Timo on, and we had Timo on a couple calls, but I'd uh, love to get Timo on for a full bro full program of, on, a, on some sort of trivia competition. Get a couple people in here and there for extended times, too, as well. So uh, Broke Blackman says he's down, too. I'd love to get have some sort of thing. I don't know how it will manifest itself. I think it will all be... Uh, I'm I'm tasking it to uh, producer Taka's baby to come up with something uh, between the two of us, but I want to come up with some sort of game co coming in the future as well. I think it's something we do easy and have a lot of fun with. Again, I've I've been really jealous of what Trial by Trivia and uh, Tony have done so far with the uh, pyramid in the trivia games, and I want to bring some of that stuff here as well and bring you guys into it. I'm only in if you watch Black Sails, motherfucker. Fair, very fair, Timo. Very fair. Mm. JC is bumped right now. He's been he's been drinking green tea all day. God damn it! He's in a fucking uh, Quinn Tarantino's Candyland. That could be fun. I would fail miserably at rock and roll trivia. Yeah, I know we wouldn't have rock and roll trivia. I would. I might bring the rock and roll trivia back with uh, Matt, Joe, and Craig. Do a rock and roll Jeopardy episode at one point. In, Matt, Craig, and Alan. I mean, at one point in time, but. We'll see about that in the future. But I do want to bring some sort of more trivia kind of content to the channel a little bit here and there. Uh, but I would fail miserably. What was the other games that were out back in the day? Tri uh, Trivial Pursuit. Play like a regular Trivial Pursuit. Sorry, I'm getting close to the camera all of a sudden for some reason. Hi, everybody. Yeah. This is uh, Crazy Uncle Phil. And I'm here today to tell you about this opera. <laughs> that was such a pussy Excuse me. I was such a pussy burp. I'm like, <laughs> Game of Thrones, guess who? Something like that would be fun. I'd be great on a drawing dicks contest. This itself. Oh, that'd be fun too, JC. Something that, some sort of in-studio, something we could do in the other room, like a big competition where we can make Joe eat nasty stuff. Or drink nasty stuff. That could be fun. That could be fun. I like where your mind's at, JC. Yeah, that was an embarrassing burp. That was such a fucking little fucking... Little fucking boy burp. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm gonna burp now. Uh, 
Like, I'm embarrassed. I might have to end the show just after that, just because I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know. I don't know if I can hold my head up high on a burp like that. Iron. I should be able to get the YouTube chat thing up mid March. I am in one of those YouTube networks that don't allow the super chat yet. So I'm getting out of the network. I should probably be out of it mid-March. So I'm going to try to get that super chat thing up because I think that's really cool. Let alone, it's a good way of you guys helping out the channel right away. But it's also a good way of getting some uh, comments posted and pinned. I'll talk about that more once I get it active. But there's a new feature YouTube has just introduced called Super Chat. Some people have activated, some people haven't. And it's a good way of... uh, having some fun with some games and stuff too. Iron Throne. We've talked a lot about the 24 hour stream that we're going to try to do at some point too, or the, uh, or initially six hour stream and then try to push it as long as we can possibly go. And maybe as far as a 24 hour stream and with the live chat stuff, that might be a good way of doing that to kind of keep us pushing and keep us pushing. I want to really try to figure out a way to get this to a point where I can do this every day starting next year. I'm done with all other jobs. I like my job. And I like my job. What I do right now, I really like my job. I work for some really awesome people. But I just want, but it's interfering with podcasting. And I need to podcast more. So the Super Chat might be a good way of helping helping us get to that point even quicker. So thank you to everybody also that's on that board back there. As I've said, all the issues program people, awesome people. And Timo, you're one of the main ones I have to say. Huge thank you to you. But. So, yeah, we'll get into that. 19 hours nonstop. Wow. He did. He did. Brohawk's done some ext- really crazy extended streams. And uh, and obviously, uh, John will be a huge part of that 24-hour stream when we get into it. So, everybody, I think now's a good a time as any to start to call this a night. Everyone, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this stream, please, 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 please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Share it with a friend. You can jump in the Discord group to keep the discussion going. You can find the link to that in the description box below. You can also find all the links to help us out, whether it be through an Audible trial. And you can even cancel right after that first month. It still helps us out with the Audible trial or Patreon or PayPal with donations or support month to month. And Or you can find different ways, issuesprogram.com, to catch up on some of the old podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes. Check out Dirty Issues, our alternate channel that has Joe playing some video games. John doing lots of amazing content from Taka, the producer over there on Dirty Issues. Just some really awesome stuff. Some really interesting vlog-type content. And then some just interesting, just random content that he puts together. And some just general video game stuff. I will be doing some Legend of Zelda uh, playthroughs once the Nintendo Switch is out in a couple of weeks. And also uh, doing some other random content. I pop up on there occasionally as well. You can find uh, the link to Dirty Issues as well in the description box below. We had a couple of other awesome people in the live chat earlier today uh, as well. If you haven't checked out Broke Black Man's uh, channel, check out him. He also do some Walking Dead reactions. And we mentioned King McKay and some other friends that were in the live chat as well. So please check out all their stuff as well. So I think I said as well like 57 times. But I'm drunk. It's fine. I'm drunk. It's 1230. It's cool. 
And you guys are awesome. And all the support that you guys get, the more lets me do this and lets me continue to do this. So I hope for fucking many, many more years of talking about The Walking Dead and talking about all these other programs. So you guys are awesome. And thank you so much for the amazing community that you guys all formed. So where am I? Where's my fucking... Did I run out of power? What the fuck? Why aren't you working, mouse? Did you die, mouse? You, you can't... You're not allowed to die on me. Not yet, bitch. So have a good night, all. I will talk to you next time. It's time for a little motion.